0: Hello and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. Ecclesiastes chapter 3. It's a verse that uh, I'm sure you all know and and uh, songs have been written about it and different things. In Ecclesiastes 3.1, it says, To everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. To everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. The reality is if it's here, it has purpose everything the Lord has made, everything that God has created, nothing was done by accident. Of course, we know that uh, not everything is the way that it should have been. Corruption has moved in, the death has moved in for through disobedience and things have happened. And so obviously God didn't create tornadoes and hurricanes and those sorts of things, but but everything that's good that's been created has a purpose. When you think down to the smallest to the largest, everything has a purpose. There's reason behind it to be here. Uh, you know, I, I, I've got a bird feeder, a hummingbird feeder outside of my office, I just really enjoy watching. They fly up, you know, and I, le- I like to hear the sound of their wings when they pull up. Well, with hummingbird feeders, you also have bees that show up. And uh, I don't know about you, but uh, I don't necessarily like bees on me, but I recognize bees are important. And if we if we lose our bees, that what, what do bees do? They don't just sting, but they're important for pollination. <laughs> And if you lose your bees, they're small little insect, if you lose bees, then obviously it affects how everything else grows. Everything's got a purpose. Everything's got a reason. Everything has, a, has something to do, something to accomplish. You're driving down the road, and in this time of year, we see sometimes animals that are beside the road that have been hit by cars. Well, there are things that are created that they're specifically there to take care of those things as well. Everything has a reason. Everything has a purpose. And um, it's important for us to recognize the fact that there is purpose on each of us. Individually, there's purpose for every one of our lives. And really this lack of recognition is something that uh, affects a lot of people and causes a lot of problems. Just because a person can't recognize or doesn't recognize purpose doesn't mean the purpose isn't there you know several years ago uh, uh, we were we were at the house and I told Amy I was having some pains you know my lower abdomen I just not pain but just some discomfort and so this went on for a couple days and, and it just wouldn't go away wouldn't go away and so finally I felt like I should go to the doctor you know, check mark what should I do because it didn't hurt it was just kind of aggravating went to the doctor As soon as I got there he said your appendix are about to rupture you need to go to the hospital and i said well it's supposed to hurt it doesn't really hurt it just is kind of annoying i said are you sure he said yes i'm sure you need to go to the hospital your appendix are about to rupture and so i argued back and forth like we any guys in the house you argue and so i well yeah i know you've gone to school but i've got the internet right and so uh i argued with him i said well well, do i have to go right now i said yes you need to go right now i said well, can i at least spend the night and sleep on it and go in the morning. He said, no, you need to go right now. So we, we went back and forth many times and you all know what I did, right? I slept on it and went the next day, so I'm just hard headed. And so I got up the next day and it was still there. And I thought, well, maybe my doctor, maybe he knows something. I don't know. He probably doesn't. But grudgingly, I got in the car Amy and I went to the hospital. And as soon as we got there, they took me right back did an mri and, and i went straight into surgery to have my appendix removed you know and so thank god it was really close i said you were within just minutes of that thing rupturing and so you think of, i thought well what's the big deal you know that's mercy that's mercy for my hard head right there and some of y'all have done the same things so don't look at me like i'm crazy right but uh, it was mercy and i thank god for it. The, another gentleman in the room with me he, he uh, the, in the afterward he he did not have as much mercy functioning in his life. And uh, he was in bad shape in the bed next to me. But I did good and prayed for him. And we left before he got out. But anyway, I thought, well, at least it's just my appendix. You know, appendix doesn't do anything anyway. How I many everything that's been designed has a purpose? So I, 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 even up until yesterday, I, I've always thought appendix really don't do anything for you. Either just this weird little thing that hangs out down there. What good is it? Well, apparently they've discovered now that it's important with immu- uh, your immunity, your immune system. I didn't. Did, who knew that? Who thought your appendix was worthless? Just kind of a pointless thing. See, most people, just that little thing, keep it, lose it, you know, and and say, y'all pray for me because mine's gone, but my immune system is strong, right? But everything has got a purpose, and just because you don't recognize it doesn't mean that it's not there, but it's important that we be people that are at least paying attention and looking for purpose, looking for reason. Let's look at another scripture. In Ephesians chapter 2 in the tenth verse, this is a wonderful scripture, a wonderful scripture literally uh, the more that I, I just look at and learn what this what this what is included in this, it's amazing. we don't have time for all of that, but I tell you what God's love is amazing. Yeah. but in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 it says, "For we are His workmanship created in Christ Jesus. what for good works which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. I love that verse. it says that we." We. That means all of us. Look around. The person around you. The people next to you. That, that's part of the we this morning. Now, some of you did not look around at all. I saw you. I am not. Well, this is. Ooh, Colin. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Everybody, look around. Every person's got purpose. Every person's got reason. It says we are not just random workmanship. It says we are His workmanship. That that workmanship there, there's so much in it. We're his master creation. Mm. That's not, that wasn't just Paul writing. That was the Holy Spirit speaking through Paul. That's how he views all of us as his prized masterpiece. Mm, That's amazing. Created in Christ Jesus, so it's in Christ that we have this, what for good works, not bad works, but good works, which God prepared beforehand, already prepared, past tense, it's already done, no matter what's going on, there has been something that the Lord himself, if you're in Christ, you have been prepared for something, and it says for good works, why? Just so we can say that they've been prepared, know that we should walk in them, right? And one of the, I looked this up, that was just looking at the, uh, in the commentary about that last night that Jameson Fawcett said that that we should walk in. It says, works don't justify, but the justified work. (laughs) Works don't justify, but the justified work. I like that. So I wrote that down. So we've been created in Christ Jesus for good works. They've been made for you and I, and he intends that we walk in them. We have purpose. You each one another. We all have purpose. We have something that's there that we've been designed to do. And so, you know, recognizing purpose is an important thing. When people live without purpose, they live uh, in a depressed state. They live in a place where just uh, uh, kind of pointless, hopeless in life. That's not what we've been called to. We're in, we've been brought into another family, and in that family, in Christ Jesus, we've all been prepared for good works. That includes all of us, right? And so re- recognizing purpose is an important thing, but it goes beyond that. I want to look, about, look at something a little different. I want to talk about uh, vision this morning. The title of my message this morning is The Value of Vision, The Value of Vision. So we want to look at vision today. Vision is such an important uh, subject that ties into purpose. Purpose is one thing, but vision is something entirely different. Right. A yeah. purpose is, is God's uh, uh, design for you. Vision is on our end. God's vision helped him instill purpose in us, but we have to have vision to recognize it and fully cooperate with it. Vision is a vital thing for you and I to walk in. Yeah. Uh, when you talk about the subject of vision, there's probably a, a scripture uh, that everybody thinks of, a scripture in the Bible that comes first to somebody's mind when referencing vision. Somebody tell me what that is. What's the scripture you think of? What's that? Acts 26, Acts 26 right? But how about uh, Proverbs, a, book, a, a scripture in Proverbs that without vision, right? You may know the scripture, let's look at it, Proverbs 29, verse 18, 29, 18. This is a verse when I think of the subject of vision, just a general term, not necessarily our vision as a church, but vision in general. I always think of Proverbs 29, 18. It says, where there is no vision, where there is no vision, the people perish, but he that keepeth the law happy is he. Now that law can really, for our sake, for where we are, just uh, is in terms of um, his instructions, his commandments, his directions in our life. It says, where there is no vision, the people perish, but he that keepeth the law, happy is he. See, there's a, there's a connection right here that vision is tied to our direction, but also vision is tied to our happiness in life. Vision is vital. You know, the reality is we're living in a world today where purpose has been lost and a sense of vision has been lost. And I would, I would contend with those who work in the school system, it's especially being targeted to our younger people today, that there's a lack of purpose, there's a lack of vision that's not just being suggested, it's being promoted. And it's a very dangerous thing. But we'll, we'll get to that in just a minute. So what is vision? What is vision? This verse helps us to see what, what it is exactly, helps us to understand. Proverbs twenty nine eighteen 18 in the King James says, where there is no vision, the people perish. So I think we probably put up the new King James. The, King, the new King James says, where there is no revelation, the people cast off restraint. Uh, the new living, you don't have to put all these up, by the way. Uh, the new living says, when people don't accept divine guidance, so what we know vision is on a, on a, on a, on a, on a more defined scale, a closer scale, it is revelation is divine guidance. Yeah, I know. Mean, there's other types of guidances out there, but vision that God talks about is a divine thing. It's a supernatural thing. And so it's something that comes from the Lord. It's something that is initiated by and projected by the Lord. We have, to, of course, we have to receive it, but it's something that the Lord originates. It's divine guidance. It's instruction for our life. It's, it's, it's specific details. And so we can see that that's important, but rev- that this word here, uh, vision, goes beyond just uh just just that when you when you break the word vision down the original hebrew not that i'm a hebrew scholar but i can read right when you break down the old version of that word the original version the word the word vision just simply meant to see just simply meant to see in the original context that's what he was talking about to see where there is no seeing where there is no sight, the people perish. Where there is no sight or there is no recognition of these things, the sight of these things, people, people goes on to say what happens. Vision, when it comes down to the most basic thing, is to see, and that's where revelation is tied in. When you see something, it is, a, a, for lack of a better phrase, it's an aha moment. Yeah. It's an aha moment when you see something. Now, it's interesting, uh, in the last, over the last several years, I've noticed a change in my life. Now, growing up, I've always had perfect vision. I was the 2020 vision guy, and so I could see, you could see close, see far, had great vision, always had great vision. Well, I've noticed something. Uh, somebody said, uh-oh, yeah. I- I've noticed something in the last few years that to be honest with you, it's a little annoying, right? So when, you, when you've grown up your whole life and you've always had perfect vision, and, and I'll be honest with you, you know, I, I'm, I'm a harasser by nature. I like to give people a hard time. I've, I've harassed people maybe, you know, about having to wear glasses all the time. Of course, you know, when you were, when I was a kid, people, you know, if you had glasses on, they, they made fun of them. Today, people don't care anymore. Glasses are fashion statements. But, you know, so when I was a kid, I might have been guilty of harassing people about wearing glasses. It's possible. But anyway, uh, You know, but over time, you know, I I never had to do it. My wife wears glasses. My my kids wear glasses and different things. Well, I've noticed in the last few years, um, things are not as clear as they used to be. At at one point in my life, things were very clear, but I've noticed when I go to read. Mm. Mm. (laughs) I've noticed when I go to read, you might have seen me and I find, and I've I've actually kind of thought that was a little silly when I see someone I know get their phone out and they do this. Oh, anybody, anybody done that before? Oh, anybody, in the, anybody in the room that you have to, you have to adjust the, the distance? I found myself, and I think actually, I didn't even realize what was happening. I was just annoyed, and I think Amy even said, I think you might need... Glasses and I, and I said, "Get thee behind me, Satan!" You know, I mean that—that is—that is not happening. I don't need glasses; I have perfect vision. And so I'm—I'm—I kept doing this all the time. And now driving or something. Thankfully, you know, my vision has been perfect. Not Noticed anything there? But um, up things that are up close, you know, having to having to do something. Well, I've had to, to go out and buy some reading glasses. <clears throat> has anybody ever seen me in glasses before. Are you ready for this? Now, brace yourself for the unbelievably handsome man that's about to be released in this room. What'd you say? The unveiling, unveiling, right? This, uh, people have their phone. This is not that big of a deal. I see uh, Annette's got her phone out back there. This really is not that big of a deal. Let's get the camera to zoom in. Yeah. When I first saw myself in glasses, I thought, dear Lord, like what, what is happening here? But I've had to start wearing glasses. And nice. oh, I heard a whistle, thank you. So nice. Now it's funny, with these glasses on, I, you all went clear to very blurry. With, but up front, everything is really, really, really nice. I even, I even do this. <laughs> yeah, all right, all right. I mean, I, I'm even rocking the, the end of the nose glasses. Well, you know, sometimes you start off and and things are really clear. But as time goes on, uh, focus begins to start being lost. And I found myself that my focus was really good. But but suddenly things that I need to see and oftentimes things that are really important. You know, you need to see things down the road, but you also need to see really well things right in front of you. I mean, you, you, you need to you need to have a clear what vision about what's going on. Vision is valuable. And no matter how crazy they look, I did go to the store and try on a bunch of different types of reading glasses. By the way, my, my, my reading glasses are a 0.5 magnification, which is very small. So I'm believing God they're not going to get worse, but, 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 uh, they're really, they might have, they might be up to a one now. I don't know. They're, they might be a 12. No, they're not a 12. They're 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 still really small, but No, you want to see things. And so I realized, you know, my vision is starting to be affected. Well, if your vision isn't good, it's called old age. Thank you. All right. I appreciate that. Thank you. Oh, she said just age, not old age. It is age. Aren't you glad in heaven we're going to need any of those things? If we wear glasses, it'll just be fashion statements only. All right. So, no, I needed that. Why? Because you need to be able to see what's happening in front of you. Yes, you can push your phone further away, but if your vision continues to deteriorate, you can only go so far, you need some help. And so vision is a vital thing. And really that's what the scripture is talking about. It's not just being able to see generally, but it's those aha moments of, oh, now I get it. That is revelation. Amen. When you have God's word, God's plan, when his purpose in your life, Purpose is great, but until you have that aha moment, okay, I recognize there's something there, but suddenly I'm putting on my revelation glasses on. I'm putting them on and what was unclear at one point, suddenly, oh, I get it. Oh, I get it. Oh, I get it. it. Can I tell you, we have a great need for some aha moments in the body of Christ in people's lives. It's a vital thing that people have their aha moment and get it. Vision is important. Because the scripture goes on to tell us, well, what happens when people don't have vision? We read in the King James, it says people perish. How many believe people perishing is not a good thing? That's never on your, your, your for Christmas wish list is a good dose of perishing. Nobody wants that. No, to perish is not a good thing. The new King James says people cast off restraint. It's not that they don't have purpose. They can't see it can't make it out. They know there's something there. The reality is when God created the human race, there was put in us an innate, an innate, born into understanding and knowledge that we were here to do something. He told them to go out and dominate, to fill the earth, to multiply, to prosper. He gave them from the beginning. It was put in mankind to do something. Everybody recognizes what that is, but when vision isn't clear, everybody recognizes that 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 call is there, but when vision isn't clear, people begin to to perish. People cast off restraint. Another verse of that says, um, another verse of that says, the New Living says that uh, they run wild. Now, some say, people say, well, running wild sounds great. That sounds like, that sounds like freedom. Sometimes freedom leads to your demise. But it says, people run wild. They're still going somewhere. They're just doing it in a wild fashion. You can get yourself in trouble. The Young's literal, which I, this, is, this is telling. This is the Young's literal translation. It says, without a vision, uh, without a vision is a people made naked. Without a vision is a people made naked, not that they were naked in the beginning. What does that mean? Uncovered, unprotected, right? They weren't made that way, but without vision, they're made naked. Vision is such an important thing. Really, if you look at what's going on in our culture today, a lot of times we we can be angry with people, we can be angry with parties, we can be angry with this, with that. It's the God of this world. The Bible says that the God of this world has what has blinded, blinded the eyes of the lest they believe he's blinded. What, what does that mean? He has shut off their ability to focus and to see clearly the truth that is right in front of them. And so what's happened as a result, people have straight up started running wild, cast off restraint. Restra- some restraint is good right? And if you drove here today, I hope, I hope that you use some restraint, right? Right? Yeah. I'm so, I hope you use some restraint in your driving practices, but I hope you use some restraint in your buckled up. Uh, this Tuesday, I went to it uh, was going to, to Gainesville early in the morning to get my tires rotated my car. And so I wanted to be the first one there to get in get out. And so as I'm driving, I was just passing the church. It was right here. And I just happened to look in my rear view mirror and there was a, a Ford Explorer that was maybe five or six car lengths behind me. Thankfully, right, not right next to me. And there was no one directly behind them. And I saw them just slowly start veering off the road road ever ever seen that and so I'm I'm driving but I'm glued to my rearview mirror like what what's happening and they they veered off the road they went completely down into the ditch up the other side to the tree farm right up to the other side and the car is is doing all of this stuff and I'm You know, I'm 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 just kind of holding on, watching what's happening, making sure that I didn't have an accident, just kind of watching what's happening, and you could tell they weren't hitting their brakes; they were just just trying to gain control. They came back towards the road and hit one of the 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 roads the off the turnoff off 441 near Jack's just before Jack's auto or, or small engine repair. Guess what happened? They got airborne went up and the car came, went not, it was a big car, it was an Explorer, so it didn't get very high, but I saw all four wheels off the ground and it hit and it blew a tire out. Something must have blown out. The tire jerked sideways and shot across the road. I'm watching for that thing to start flipping, to start rolling. It never rolled. It never flipped. Thankfully, there was a police officer right behind this person. Lights came on immediately. But obviously, if that person had rolled that vehicle, they would be very thankful to have some what? Restraints in their life. Well, when there is no vision, people cast off restraints. Why do we buckle up? Is because we've seen times where people haven't buckled up. Now, I'll be honest with you. I didn't like the idea at first. I was raised w- running around the back seat of the car, you know, and there were no seatbelts. All of our folks, you know, uh, there were no seatbelts in the car. And but I realize now it's a good thing. Do I want my children to buckle up? You know it. You 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 better believe it. Why? Because I want them to. Because. Injury can happen if they're not restrained. And so without vision, restraints are thrown off. So vision isn't very important. The absence of divine purpose opens the door to corrupted purpose. And the absence of divine purpose is nothing more than not being able to see it. Because it's there, people just don't recognize it. And so then they're not walking in it. You know, there's a scripture that's, or, or a saying, not a scripture, a saying that says idle hands are the devil's playground. Who's heard that before? Idol's hands are the devil's playground. You know, if there's not purpose in a person's life, if, they're not, if they can't see what it is, if they're not pursuing it, people get into issues and get into trouble. The reality is all of us, if we're not careful, temptations are numerous. If we're not careful, we can get into a place where once we saw clearly, we're no longer able to see. What our we lose our vision, and we can find ourselves in a place of running wild, casting off restraint. So, vision is such an important thing. It gives us our aha moments in life. It's vital that we all have it. Amen. Vision not only is that, but but to see, but also vision provides something. Now, I read one person that, that studied this. I, I didn't have time to look it up, but they said the original when you look at the word vision and the word provision, it's the same original old Hebrew word. Vision actually equals provision. He'll say, well, you know, we're, we've heard the saying before, well, God calls, where he guides is the saying, where God guides, he provides. Who's ever heard that before? Wherever the Lord guides, he provides. And we believe that's true. When he, got, he guides us into something, we believe he'll provide. But we always think in terms of finances. We always think in terms of resources. Maybe it's people to help. Maybe it's whatever it is. But where the Lord guides, he provides. And so that's true. But really, provision goes way beyond just material things or people, uh, 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 things. It provides direction. Vision provides direction. Vision provides insight. Vision is valuable. So vision is valuable. It is possible to live your entire life to go through life and not live life with vision. It's it's possible. You need vision for your family. I said, you need vision for your family. You need vision for your marriage. You need vision for your your careers. You You need vision for your church. We need vision. Vision is a vital part of who we are and it is necessary for us to move forward. Vision matters, vision matters. So this word vision actually talks about provision. It gives us direction, life determines priorities and sets boundaries for us. Vision is vital. We've got a lot of different um, examples that we can look at. Go to, go with me. We're going to look at Noah. You can go to Hebrews chapter 11, Hebrews the 11th chapter. And I'll read this to you while you're turning there and and while we're putting up on the screen. This is the description of Noah, Noah and Noah's days. This is Genesis 6, 5 and 6. I'll read it to you. It says, then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man, the human race, was great in the earth and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And the Lord was sorry that he had made man on the earth and he was grieved in his heart. So this is the day that Noah was living in and God himself was grieved that he had even created mankind. The 11th verse uh, or 11th verse of chapter six in Genesis says the earth was also corrupt before God. This is Genesis chapter six. Did I say the wrong verse? We're going to get Hebrews in 11 just in a second. I'm just reading you the background. Genesis chapter six, the earth was also corrupt before God and the earth was filled with violence. So God looked upon the earth and indeed it was corrupt for all flesh had corrupted their way on the earth. That That was the place that Noah was in. Now Noah was not in that category, but all other flesh was corrupted and God was sorry that he had created mankind. But he looked over the earth, he saw one man, this man Noah that was living godly and was endeavoring to follow him, but he needed to see something. He needed to have some vision for his future. Can you imagine how hopeless it looked for Noah? Can you imagine how bad things looked? He He was a man, he was a father, he had children, probably had grandchildren, or the future of grandchildren were right around the corner when you see all of this stuff that was going on. Do you think it affected Noah? I'm sure I was just talking to somebody the other day. We went down to Tampa uh, for my nephew's uh, graduation party from USF and was talking to somebody there. And they immediately started talking about just all the stuff that's going on and things that were worrying them. And And he said, you know, fear for the. He said he, he didn't use the word fear, but concern for the future with my grandkids. What What's going to happen with my grandkids? Where What are they going to what's life going to look like for them? You know, I said to him, I said, you know, we're not worried about that. We've, as long as the church is here, that preserving force always been the earth and God will, God will bless us. Right? So we can't be moved. Jesus said, don't let your heart be troubled. Well, if you're not going to let your heart be troubled, you have to make sure you can see clearly, right? If you see things, if it looks like chaos, if you are only taking in a view of chaos, then your heart's going to be troubled, but you need vision. Noah needed some vision. Noah needed to see what was happening. So if we go to Hebrews chapter 11, this is the hall of faith, that chapter of faith, the great hall of faith that says that in the sixth verse, by faith, Noah being divinely warned of things not yet seen. Noah being divinely warned, remember? It's a divine revelation, it's divine guidance, but it was things that he had not seen. Vision will, will show you things you've never seen before. It'll, it'll do something even when you can't see it in the natural vision. Divine vision will create what? A picture that you can live by. He says that he, being divinely warned of things not seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the salvation of his household, by which he condemned the world and became the heir of, became heir of the righteousness which is according to faith. Vision gave him, gave him an opportunity to see his purpose, to see what God had, what was calling him to do, but it also set the direction for his life. Yeah. Yeah. He said, Well, you know, if God's got something for me to do, I, I'll know it. No, you need to see it. Well, if God has a plan, I'll, I'll just know it. No, not just necessarily. You need to see it. Because without it, you can't see it. People run wild. And so if the possibility is there to not see it, do you think the God of this world is trying to make even believers not recognize and not being able to see clearly in their life? Yeah, he's trying to distort vision. Noah had a picture. God created an image for him, showed him something so clear. Even though he had never seen a flood before. Didn't even know, had never experienced it in his life. God painted him a picture so clear and he saw it so clearly, put his glasses on and it jumped out at him. Even though it was in the future, it then determined the next 100, almost 100 years of his life. It affected the the, the movement of his family. Your vision can affect those that you love. Think, well, you know, I'm good with where I'm at. I'm good with how I see things. Are you? You do realize that how we live affects more than just us. If the Lord tarries, we have generations to follow, yeah. right? That's right? And so vision is important that it affected how Noah lives. So vision affected him. What about Abraham? Go to uh, Genesis chapter 15, Genesis in the 15th uh, chapter, verse five says, now he brought him outside and said, of course at this time, you know, Abraham was, was lamenting. He had heard from the Lord and, and, and God had, had, had given him some vision but, you know, now his vision was starting to fail him a little bit, where it was clear before now other things have gotten in the way and he can't see what am I going to do? He said, you know, I, I don't have an heir and the one that's in my house is not even really my own. He said, you know, what, what do I do? I don't, I don't see how this is going to work. Well, God needed to do something. What did he need? He needed to help him see again, needed to put those reading glasses on him. <laughs> So in the 15th verse or or the fifth verse said, so he brought him outside and said, look now towards the heavens and count the stars. If you are able to number them. And he said to him, so shall your descendants be. He took him outside and what did he do? He didn't just tell him something. He didn't just give him words, which we thank God for those things. There is revelation. There's vision to be had at the word of the Lord. But he even took Abraham out a step further and showed, said, listen, look at the sky. As many as these are out there, this is what you're going to have. It gave him the ability to continue pushing forward, continue trusting God. What was it? It was vision was important. If vision didn't matter this moment, he would not have taken Abraham outside and done that. If it was just going to happen on its own, he wouldn't have gone through all of that. He would have said, listen, Abraham, chill out, brother. Everything's going to be fine. Just relax. We're going to work this out. You just sit back and enjoy it. No, he needed Abraham to do something. Yeah. You need to see this for yourself. Yeah. I think sometimes we, we, we lose track of how important our interaction with the father is. Remember it said of Noah, it said by, by faith, Noah did something. It wasn't just by the plan of God. Noah did something. That's right. It was by faith. Noah did something. So that is a choice Noah had to make. He had to make a decision to trust God. Well, for him to do that, he had to have a picture in his mind. He had to have a picture in his heart. He had to have some, some divine understanding of what the Lord was saying to him. Yeah. Yeah. Abraham, by faith, did these things. You Read the Hebrews 11. It's by faith, Abraham. Amen. It started, he left the nation where he was and went out somewhere where he didn't know where he was going. Did he do it just because he had just this hankering to get up and go? He just loved to travel, and Abraham was just a a wandering soul. You know, just can't tie Abraham down. No, the Lord told him, I've got something else for you. So he left his home. He didn't want to do it, but he had a picture. The Lord had given him vision. What are you talking about, Pastor Greg? You need vision for your life. You need vision for your life. Each of us need vision. I know sometimes they think I've been born again for all of these years I've been walking with the Lord and all of those years, after all of those years, you still need vision. Yeah. Yeah. Every day. Are you going to the Lord about not just what he's talked to you, but what is he talking to you about? Are you going to the Lord about what he's shown you yesterday? Are you saying, hey, let me see that again. And do you have anything else you want to show me? He wants you to have those, oh, aha moments. Any relationship... Any relationship is a, it's a give and take on both sides. It quits being a relationship when one side gets quiet. And it quits being a relationship when one side quits asking. Right? He has more things to show. He has more vision to impart to you. But you have to seek those things out. Said you have to seek those things out. You know, there's this, this big lie. We said vision gives purpose. It sets boundaries and, and, and things. There's this big lie that's out there that when you, we tell young people, and I've been tempted to say it myself, well, you're at this place in your life. The world is your oyster. You can do, you have just a wide open, wide open life in front of you. Do whatever you want. And we try to, it's, it's meant to encourage people. It's meant to be this big encouraging thing. You, you're able, you can do all of this stuff. Anything you want to do, you can accomplish. You know, that's not True. I said, that's not true. You can do whatever you want. A person can go straight to hell if they want. But I would say that's probably not the best thing, right? When we tell our kids, when they're, when they're looking at what to do with their educations and moving forward, say, listen, above everything else, you need to hear from God. What's the Lord talking to you about? What is he saying to you? You can't just do whatever you wanna do. You Maybe you can legally, you've got the right to do it, but your life is not your own. You've been bought with a price. You're not your own. You got to see that. I said, You have to see that. It was their ability, Abraham, Noah, it's their ability to see what God was calling them to do that kept them on track. Noah did not want to nail, I'm sure. I'm sure after a week, Noah was tired of nailing those boards. I'm sure Abraham was tired of picking up camp. Right? I'm sure they got sick and tired of it many times along the way. But what kept them through? They had vision. They had vision. They had vision. It's such an important thing. Vision will sustain you through difficult times. When I look at uh, the story of Joseph, now he, had, he received vision in two distinct dreams. And a side note here, you know, he got up and he, and he told his brothers, he said, I've had this dream and this day's coming where I saw you bow down to me. And, and of course, how you know that's not necessarily the smartest thing in the world to do? Sometimes you can't cast the vision God's given you in front of everybody. You just can't do it. But the Lord had, had, had appeared to him in a dream, had given him a couple dreams and showed him these things. Well, do you think that vision that the Lord had given him sustained him when his very brothers then picked him up and threw him in a hole? Do you think that vision, that, that, that clear sight, that's why it's got to be clear? When that sight he had given them, when the, they, they, he then took money, his brothers took money and sold him into slavery. When he starts working for Potiphar and all of that turned bad, do you think he needed some vision? They threw him back in jail. Do you think he needed, he needed, he needed to see, okay, what's happening here? Yeah, yeah. Well, it was the will of the Lord. It was God's will. It was gonna happen. No, 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 no. That's not the way it works. At any moment, if, if he had lost vision, now, here's a, here's a good thing. You can lose vision for a moment and make a decision. No, I'm going I'm I'm to see clearly again. I'm going to put my glasses back on. Well, you know, sometimes I just, I just don't want to see it anymore. I'm just tired of looking at it. Let me just take it off. I'd rather see a fuzzy mess in front of me, right? I don't want to see all the stuff that I've got to do. But if you're going to move forward, you've got to put them glasses on and move forward. Vision is vital for each of us. Paul. Let's look, we'll, we'll just read it, we're, we're about to stop. Philippians chapter three. I'm getting close, I'm getting close. Philippians chapter three. The verse that, that we love to quote, great verses here. Philippians 3.12, says, not that I've already attained or am perfect, perfect. This is Paul writing. But I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has laid hold of me. Do you think he saw something? Do you think the Lord had shown him something? Did, did the Lord have a purpose for Paul? Yeah. Yeah, he had a purpose for all. Did Paul recognize that? Yes. He said, brethren, I do not count myself to apprehend, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind, I reach forward to those things which are ahead. I press towards the goal or the target for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. What was this? This was vision for Paul. This was vision for Paul. You know, do you realize when he wrote this letter, do you know where he was? He was in his home away from home called jail. Yeah. He spent a lot of time in prison, not because Paul was a kleptomaniac or, you know, or, or, you know, had, had none of those things. Paul, Paul, at this point was a good man. He was an honorable man. He was a godly man. He was in prison again for preaching the gospel. I'm obeying God and look what's happened to me. Do you think it would have been easy do you, think, do you think things maybe be a little cloudy for our brother Paul at that moment? Right? He had to make a decision. No, I'm going to do something. I'm going to, I'm going to put these things on. Yeah. I'm, going to, I'm, going to, I'm going to look again. Okay, what is it that the Lord has told me to do? And he gives me the strength to press on. Vision is vital for us. What, what's the whole point today, Pastor Greg? What are, what are you talking about? We need to have renewed vision in our life. Amen. See, well, I'm doing good. You need to maintain vision in your life. I don't just need that, you need that. We all need vision. We know there's purpose, but what's your, what's your, are things cloudy? If things are cloudy, your life is not going to produce or go where it needs to go. If your life is cloudy, you'll never realize your purpose if you can't actually see it. You might stumble into some things But stumbling into something is not enough. We want to seize it. Paul says, I'm going to press on, not to the general area. He said, but to the mark, the target, the bullseye. He was zeroing in on 100% obedience, 100% faithfulness. He was zeroing in on 100% accuracy with his life. The only way that's going to happen is if you can see. I just want to challenge you in your personal life. In your family, in your marriage, with your kids, in your careers, in your relationships, and all of those things that make up life, even in your participation in Impact Family Church, is your vision clear? Is it clear? Or are you going through the motions in one area or, in, or another area? Are you just doing it because that's the direction that we go? This is just what I do. We've all been there before, haven't we? Marriages fail. Not, it's not because of problems, it's because they lose vision. That's where relationships get, get soured. Not because that, that, that person is really that bad. You're just as bad as that person. It's You lose vision. You can't see your own mess. And you can't focus in on the blessing that they are. All you see is this. Vision is important for us. I just wanna challenge you, I don't, like I said, we don't just get up and minister things just for the sake of doing it. I, I believe the Lord leads us to do these things, to talk about these things. Every person here needs to be checking vision. You know, I prayed at the beginning of service, I said, you know, before the message, I said, Lord, give us the lost, give us the dying. How can we do that? We have to see vision, we have to see, we, have, we, we need vision for that. Right, right. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. You need vision for those things. Yeah. Even to have a good service, you need vision. Yeah. Yeah. Because sometimes a good service can be just checking off the list that you went. I showed up, that was good. No, 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 good is not good enough. Good doesn't mean right. Correct? I mean, yeah, you, you, we wanna, listen, this salvation that we have, this life we've been called to, it's not just this random thing that we're just trying to go through life and hit a random mark. We have a target to go after. For me, I look at it and I think, I want my life to be on target, to hit the mark, like Paul, I want it to hit the mark. Why, because there's reward waiting for me. There's an end goal that it's not just some random thing the Lord just just does. He has a specific thing, specific thing, a specific place. You need vision in your life. Now in the weeks to come, we're gonna start talking about vi- the vision of the church and vision as a church, we need focus in those areas. I'd encourage you. I know we're heading into a busy season. Summer is coming up. People are going to be traveling. I think a couple of weeks, we've got a lot of people out. That's great. Enjoy yourself. Right. But I would say this while you're on vacation, still spend time with the Lord. Yes. Don't go on vacation from him. Amen. That's not right. Get, get away from the house, the, the mow in the yard, all that stuff, but don't vacation from the Lord. But I would ask as your pastor, keep up with the, the, the messages that we're doing. Amen say, well, I'm on vacation, Pastor Greg. I didn't hear too many amens on that one. I'm on vacation. I'm on vacation. Do you want to see clearly? Sometimes vision is given, not, it's not just hand delivered when it's most convenient, right? For me to start seeing, get out of this, I had to go to the store, make a choice. I'm going to go out of my way. I'm going to set time aside. I'm going to be that guy at the reading glass aisle trying on every single pair, right? I did that, trying every pair. Don't understand what they mean because I've never worn glasses. Call Calling Amy, well, what does this mean? I don't understand what this is. You know, if you worn glasses, you think that's crazy. But to me, I didn't know what it meant. I had to take the time to do it. When you're on vacation, when you go out, I encourage you, I ask you, go, take the time, listen. Get on YouTube, get on the, the podcast, listen to things. We're gonna be talking about vision for the church. If you need it personally, we need it as a church. Now, our vision hasn't changed. Our vision as a church, I know, I said, what scripture comes to mind when you think of vision? People said Acts 26, 16, right? That's the vision of our church. It's a vision that the Lord has given us. We're gonna talk about it. And then we're gonna start laying out things that are, that are the, the supporting, the, the supports of our vision, the things that, the specific details of things. You're not gonna wanna miss this. But I'm telling you, vision is vital for you. This said, vision is vital for you. Everybody stand up with me. If you're here today and you say, Pastor Greg, you know, only you know. <laughs> the reality is only you know. It's only you know. We're all really, really, really good at acting like we know what we're doing. Amen. Anybody on that same boat? Anybody just like going somewhere and you like looking lost? No. I've gone places like when pastor and I have, you know, my dad and I've traveled, you know, overseas, there's been times we have been places. I have no idea what we're doing. That's why, you know, he likes me to be there with him because I'm a, I'm a good faker. I'm a good fake it till you make it guy. Like I'll, I'll get out. We've walked through the street someplace, you know, in some place in some city, maybe in, you know, uh, Bulawayo, Zambia or Zimbabwe or somewhere. And I don't know what's going on. I don't know where people are. The last thing you want to do is to look lost, right? Like, I don't know what to do. I need somebody to help me. No, no, no. I don't need you to help me, right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to pick and choose who I get help from. You're not going to volunteer help. No, we, we want to look like we're doing good. But you know, if we're not careful, we can live our whole life looking like we're doing good. And if you want to fake it until you can't make it, because all I add is fake it till you make it doesn't work where, where purpose and vision is concerned. It doesn't really work. You might bump into something, but you'll never hit your mark. If you're here and you've been struggling with purpose, struggling with vision, if your life isn't equaling blessing, and Jesus said, you'll know a tree by its fruit. You'll know the fruit of your life. Not that you don't go through difficult seasons, but if your life is just problems and chaos and and you don't know why. Paul knew why he was in jail because he was being faithful. But if you don't know why these things are happening to you, maybe you, you, you need to see some things clearly. It's available to you. I said it's available to you. you. All you have to do is ask the Lord to see. Lord, I need my aha moment. I need these things refreshed. I need these things brought back to my, to put back in my view again. I'm gonna pray for you. Father, we love you. Father, I pray for this church, our church, Impact Family Church, every person under the sound of my voice. Father, we agree together for renewed vision for our lives, renewed vision to see what you would say to us, to see what you have uh, spoken over us, the purposes, the plans that you have for us, Lord. Every person here has a specific thing that they've been called to do, and many have multiple things that they have been asked by you to do, designed by you to do. Father, I'm asking that you would help us to see these things very, very clearly. Father, give us insight. Give us understanding. Lord, we're believing for our aha moments. Things that were once cloudy. Lord, we're asking you to make them very clear today. Lord, it's a simple prayer, but we know that you're faithful to respond when we ask in faith, expecting. And Lord, we'll make this commitment that as you speak to us, Lord, we'll make those adjustments. We'll we'll put, realign ourselves, get ourselves in the right place. We're not gonna be moved by culture. We're not going to be moved by other people's expectations. We're not even going to be moved by ourselves. We're going to focus in on you. See clearly and follow you and fulfill this thing. Lord, walk these things out. Father, we thank you for it today in the mighty and wonderful name of Jesus. Amen.